Welcome everyone to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everybody out there in internet land doing? We hope you are doing well. How's everyone here doing on this fine Wednesday Eve? Uh, Harry, how about you? Great. Thanks for asking. All right. All right. Next up. <laughs> I wanted to change it up a little bit. Usually I'm all yeah. happy jolly and I wanted to just be like, great, let's get to it. Um, all right. No. Um, no, I'm doing good. Um, I just uh, – I love this time of year. Um, I feel like we always have a weather update for people um, when we do this. So, um, it's cold. Yeah, it's it's a little chilly today, but it's uh, it's lovely. Um, I don't know. I just uh, – I love this time of year. The wife's in Disney right now, so I'm enjoying Bachelor Life. Uh doing whatever I want. So that's, uh, you know, which in basically just entails just sitting on the couch and playing video games. So, um, it's great. You you said you had plans to recreate project X, right? Yeah, I had plans. And then I realized, um, playing some basketball at work, uh, the other day that I'm not built like I used to be, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just the contacts are lighter. Um, the single people in my life are less, uh, it's just, you know, Hard to get something together yeah. like that in on a weekday, so we'll revisit and try again in twenty twenty four. So we'll try to be so, better. Props, props to you because you were um, you were killing it on the court. You were going hard in the paint, but yeah. uh, man, as soon as that game was over, you uh, you needed the mouth to mouth resuscitation. Yeah, I needed just, some help. Uh, I needed support. We were dumping water all over. Yeah. You, like, trying to revive you. It was, uh, crazy. it was a pretty gross scene. People at work were were offended and told me to leave. So. <laughs> But but then you went back to your cubicle trench. Yeah, yeah. Then I went back to my cubicle. <laughs> uh, Hans, uh, how you doing tonight, bud? I'm kind of disappointed because Harry actually said that only single people are are those numbers going down. So that means we, if there was a Project X, we would not be invited. I'm kind of no, hurt by that. No, that's not what I meant. It's just I mean, you know, you, you got to check with the kids and the and the and the wife. And be like, hey, can I go? And it's just like, you know, it's a, it's a whole. Are you are you bringing them? You know what I mean? So. Mike. It's just, well, bro, okay. my daughter would say, "Go, have a great time." Yeah. Yeah, I've, heard, I've heard Arya actually yell that a lot when you're like, <laughs> "I'm going to go to a movie." She's like, "Leave me, thank you." Here's twenty bucks for pizza. Yeah, my yeah. daughter is not yet three, by the way, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my son, my son would honestly be like, "All right, out, get leave, please." Yeah, Bye. he'd want that uh, big screen TV for uh, his time. So watch, so. we watch Bluey all the time. Hey, that's a quality show. I agree. So, Agreed. but no, other than that, doing well, um, lived in the cursed sports city of Philadelphia. So, um, Love NBA it. season has officially ended after Sunday. Uh, I don't care what goes on in the rest of the playoffs, but that's how I've been. My week's been going to start off with that. So happy mother's day. The Sixers are trash. <laughs> Get rid of them all. That's my vote. Bad news. Sad news. Um, for me, I'm trying to think what I've got going on. I haven't, I've been doing too much still. Still keeping up with my movie a day thing. Uh, I have been revisiting the Zatoichi series, uh, which is for those unfamiliar. Uh, yes, um, they are a series of Chanbara films. Uh, Chanbara is a subgenre of period pieces in Japan, uh, basically samurai movies. Um, and Zatoichi is a blind samurai. Um, Quality on these varies. Uh, they can be pretty derivative, and there are um, 26 in the franchise. Holy cow. Yeah, I'm on, uh, I think I got through 13 of them so far, so halfway there. But um, 
yeah, it's it's fun and interesting um, to see what kind of shifts there are. The first two are really uh, classic films and and definitely stand apart. But then after that, they kind of just um, become a little formulaic with exceptions here and there. Um, but that's about it. Otherwise, doing nice, well. great. Yeah. <laughs> we look forward to uh, your 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 venture on your movies, and can't wait to hear more. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, uh, folks, I think it's that time. What time, you ask? It's time for the it's top n- of the n- hour n- n- news. This is the most absurd intro. I, I hope that goes through. Otherwise, people are going to be like, what are they doing? Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> Fingers there's crossed. Just, there's going to be 20 seconds of just plain silence and then yeah. Greg <laughs> kicking it in at the end. Love it. No. Great. So, yes. Yeah, so, all right. So a couple things that came through in the past couple of days. Actually, one thing I just uh, I just caught. Uh, looks like the Indiana Jones uh, series, whatever you want to call it. Tril- I was mm-hmm. going to say trilogy because there's one that doesn't exist in my mind. Yeah. Um, and the TV show is going to be sh- popping up on Disney Plus ahead of the Dial of Destiny uh, release, which comes out in a couple months. So um, this is actually hold one on, of the reasons on, I would – Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. The new thought, TV show they're making or the old? No, show? I'm sorry. The one, the, the young Indiana Jones, like the okay. the good show um, that came out. It was like in like the 90s. I forget. I was, was like, I, think, I didn't even know that was in production. No, I got. I hope not. Um, I, I, so I, uh, I think I forget the guy's name. I think it was like who played the young Indiana Jones. I think it was the guy from the Boondock Saints. River Phoenix played. Um, no, no, no. That was in the movie in the actual TV show. Wait, he didn't play him in the TV show. Oh, no, he only played a young Indy in um, uh, Last Crusade. I'll look it up. Well, you, I'm uh, a bad continue. fan. I'll see you guys later. That's yeah. all right. The series isn't Get that good lost, anyway. Loser. Um, yeah, I think I've only ever seen one episode. Yeah, it's not that great. Um, but I, I think as a kid, I like uh, it was a guilty pleasure of mine. But uh, that's pretty big because I actually always um, already thought they were on Disney Plus. So uh, it's good that you know if fans of the series get to watch the four. I think all four will be on before um, Dial of Destiny is released soon. Um, but I think that's pretty cool. Um, I'm not a big Indiana Jones guy. I'm I'm convinced that the best one is Last Crusade and the only good one. But um, yeah, I I it, I don't I, it, there's something about it. I was, Last Crusade was on two days ago, and I and I was edited it on TV, and I um sat and watched like all two and a half hours of it. I think well, I, so I wouldn't disagree that the Last Crusade is the best one. Like I think that's there's points to be made for that. But saying that's the only good one, I'm sorry. Maybe I, all right, I'm being a little drastic. I, I I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is very overrated. I think Temple of Doom is. I think I think Raiders is the, not including whatever the fourth one was called the the Crystal Kingdom Skull. The Crystal Skull. Yes, um, not including that no, we one. Don't, we I don't think, acknowledge that one. I think Raiders was the weakest. Um, but mm. uh, you know, it's once we get to our next hot takes episode, I'll, I'll jump on that train. Um, yeah, send your uh, your hate mail to. Hands. Yeah, yeah. IndieHater.com. Um, uh, so I was going to say, so Sean Patrick Flaherty is that who you were thinking uh, of for? Yeah. Uh, yep. yeah. Okay. Notably, no, he's most known for the Boondock Saints and Powder. For those few mm-hmm. that seen that movie, 
I did like powder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, so I think it's pretty cool um, I, that they're releasing it. Uh, maybe um, my, I'll have a little more love of Indiana Jones watching the. I, I do plan on rewatching the series before um, Dial of Destiny comes out because I'm actually intrigued by that. Um, but we'll see. What about you guys? Are you guys big indie? I know Greg, you're probably more than Harry, but yeah, I I love the indie franchise. Uh, look, Crystal Skull <laughs> is pretty bad, although. I think the last time I watched it, which was maybe like three or so years ago, I didn't loathe it quite as much. There were some okay things to be found in there, but uh, but yeah, I, I generally just refer to it as the indie trilogy. Uh, as far as young Indiana Jones stuff goes, you know, uploading it to Disney Plus, cool. Um, there's a lot of content, so I can't make yeah. any guarantees that I'm going to go back and revisit that. It's pretty Captain low on the Movie priority the list, but I'm happy that it's there. Um, hopefully they don't remove it because apparently there's scuttlebutt. Disney Plus is going to wipe some content. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say for me, um, it'll give me a chance because um, me. I don't think Jill's seen all of them or I think she's seen um, – Temple of Doom, I think the most. Um, so it'll be nice for us to watch those. And hey, she would definitely be one who jumps in and maybe uh, really likes Young Indiana Jones. So we'll see. But she'll probably be like, "It's not Harrison Ford, and I don't like it." So um, I yeah. feel like Temple is the the one she would like the least, and she's seen that the most. No, wait, no time for love, Doctor Jones. No, no, not not Temple. Um, must be the first one then. So okay. I, I think I, I yeah, Raiders. Part. Yeah, yeah. I always feel like Raiders is the, the last first. one. Well, I always, I always mix up Crusade and Raiders, and even though the one's called the Last Crusade, and it's like, right. okay. But it's really not. It's well, first, yeah. Last yeah, Crusade, so, not Last Indie Adventure. Right. Well, we're so. we're off the rails here. But, yeah, I'm excited to uh, to catch up and watch them uh, before the movie is released with, uh, with the lady. So that'll be nice. Uh, I do want to yes. follow up, too. I'm not sure. Uh, did Sean Connery die? He did die, right? He did. Mm, yeah. He passed away like recently. Last year or two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I wasn't yeah, not a 2020. Long time ago, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure because I was think, thinking, I'm like, oh man, that'd be cool if he, you know, somehow made, I mean, he's not going to make a cameo in this year, hey, but there's, I know because I know he CGI. retired after that. Uh, He retired after that extraordinary gentleman movie. Well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. He did. But then again, I would, <laughs> I don't know. It's never say never, which, um, is a nice little uh bond never on there. Never. But um I don't know because Justin Brando Bieber was I'm pretty sure Brando was passed away and they used him in uh Superman Returns. That's so, true. Yeah. People can you, mm-hmm. you get someone to do a good Connery voice, then I, you can bring him back. That's fine. Yeah, we named the dog Indiana. <laughs> There you go. That's my that's my that's my audition tape. <laughs> um, next up, just really quick with a box office rundown. I'm not going to go through any top five or anything, but big news coming out of Guardians open or I'm sorry, second weekend was 60 million, which um, if I remember, it's the smallest second weekend drop in um, post COVID Marvel um releases a history yes three years of history um so that that's actually pretty big because uh i know these marvel movies that have been coming out the past couple years um we've talked about them in terms of quality quality's dropping but is this is this marvel making that rebound um i mean it's still not a lot 
compared to some of the other second weekends. But again, different world, different time. But um, I think the percentage was less than 50 or close to 50. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you, I, I mean, we're going to jump in a little bit of Guardians talk, but. Yeah, my take on this is just the property. Um, I think that not like if you exclude Spidey uh, from the list of post-COVID releases, I think this is probably like the next biggest name to have a film. Well, there was Thor, but I don't know um that that didn't play so well so mm. uh yeah so i think probably the the ip um had to do with the fact that it didn't drop as well as you know positive word of mouth yeah i mean i think positive word of mouth is definitely uh, a good thing for marvel and i think with this one um there was a lot of it and uh yeah i mean i guess honestly it's one of those things of like it might be a kind of a roller coaster because uh marvels is next and you know, I know not a lot of people were a fan of Captain Marvel, so it will be probably. I don't know if this will be the longest time in between a, a Marvel movie and in, in some time. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but I, I would anticipate that one to be whatever expectations are to be either to lower them um, coming off of this. So that would be my uh, box office uh, estimation. Yeah, probably my my thing is I'm I'm hoping that Marvel's back, but yeah, the property. But I think after next week, it's probably going to lose the number one spot. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Which brings me to my next topic: the Fast movie, which was recently announced. That we thought we were getting two more Fast movies comes out tomorrow. Which comes out tomorrow. Which one of us will be there at? Uh, it's me. The the, uh, the eight whatever show is is there. Um. So yeah, they're closing this out with a trilogy. So. The where you thought COVID was bad, we're closing this out with a trilogy of Fast and Furious movies, and it's not going to end when we thought it was going to. So I, um, I know you're all, I, I, I don't, fast up. you're all fasted up. up, you're all fastened or whatever they, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, we're getting more Fast and Furious, uh, which was big because I know they, they were splitting this movie into two, which now they're splitting into three. Well, I don't well, know. Yeah, here's what I'll say is there's an element of pol- uh I don't want to say politics in this, but this reminds me of something a politician says where it's like and guess what guys, we're going to have free healthcare and it's like yay, we all support this guy and it's like then when push comes to shove and it's like hey, are we getting a third movie and it's like nah, that's not happening. So um, no surprise that Vin Diesel wants to continue to make this series. Um, we'll see if the uh, financial backing uh, for this movie is going to be there because apparently this costs $350 million to make. <laughs> um, and so it's going to need to make a ton of money. Uh, we'll be interested to see if that happens. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, We'll see, Vin. You can make all the promises you want, but... Uh, you know, we'll see what the uh, the the coin the the bean counters say when they when they get to tally in the box office receipts. That's the first time I've heard actually what the budget was for this movie, and it's disgusting because yeah. it's not going to make that well. And, and unless it, it needs the world, like basically the world box office, to make that up. Yeah, so. it needs people to still be coming. And uh, I would say the last uh, three ish movies, four ish maybe, uh, have been. Uh, I couldn't tell you if you named something that happened. I couldn't tell you which one it was. So. 
but I'll be there tomorrow night to uh, to watch it. Super excited. Papa, what about you? Um, yeah, well, so here's the thing. The original book that it was based on was just one book and, you know, them stretching the material out to three <laughs> yeah. films. Oh, wait, wrong, exactly. wrong movie. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> if there was a fast book series? Written uh, by J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> yes. Love it. Uh, no, you know, hey, look, I guess, sure. I don't know. I was, I, if you guys remember during the when we ranked the uh, fast movies i was mm. kind of a, a pretty big fan of this franchise and i think just um within the last year or so i've kind of dipped on that um i mean don't get me wrong my love for the previous movies still exists but i'm just i'm, I'm kind of over any new installments at this point yeah. so the fact that they're adding on another one and making it a trilogy to close out the series it's just it's kind of nuts and it's like where do you go from here like i almost i want them to almost just take it back to the original where it's just street level stuff i don't think they can i think they're stealing dvd players honestly yeah well maybe not on that level but like dude get rid of all the government backing and like rockets strapped to um uh cars and like back to the nitty in in space with your bare hand yeah like giant massive submarines cutting through the antarctic glaciers like all of that just get rid of it let's make it quarter mile at a time baby pink honestly, slips on the line honestly uh, one of my favorite parts of the of the recent uh movie i think it might have been the last one was when they did the flashback with cena and toretto and it was like or, uh, cena and vin and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, like we're going back to like the olden days when it was just street racing and like that stuff. I was like, I'd watch that movie as opposed yeah. to whatever this yeah. garbage is. Give me the give me the prequel with like whatever cast you want to cast. No, seriously. So so yeah, I don't know. Splitting this off into a trilogy is just I don't know. It's kind of nonsensical. I guess our only hope is that in the third one, Finn travels back in time and creates the concept of family mm. you know so it, it all comes full circle Love it. <laughs> I, I i know we're all active on twitter uh I don't, have you guys seen the this stuff where people are saying like what's the moment in the fast furious fast and furious uh, when it saga jumped, uh, that it that it that you actually kind of started losing like you checked out on and realized they went too far and mm. i didn't realize how far back some of the stuff goes to like like four and five yeah. <laughs> um because oh, yeah. now they're we're getting 10 11 and 12 so. Yeah, I mean, five is my favorite in the series, and like, it's pretty yeah. ridiculous. It has some crazy moments. So. Well, I mean, at, at one point, what, uh, uh, and I think it's four. Vin Diesel gets the the gift of, uh, I guess, what, what's the word? Yeah. Foresight? No, not foresight. Um, oh um, yeah, omnipotence. Yeah, maybe yeah. not. Um, that maybe that's not the word I'm thinking of. But he can actually yeah. recognition where he can uh, put pieces together of a of a scene that he wasn't even a part of. So. Um, <laughs> It was it's it's pretty cool, uh, and then he never used it again. So, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right, all right. That wraps up news. It was is a quick one. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. This is that's all right. This is probably less for you guys, but I just saw for all my horror homies out there. Um, there is a movie being released by Bleecker Street. I did not see a release date yet, uh, but. It is a horror movie set in the Stone Age. The origin upcoming horror movie takes place 45,000 years ago during the Paleolithic period. Uh, I'm all in. Um, Not enough caveman horror movies going around, so give it to me. 
Can't wait till it's uh, released on Shutter, straight to on demand, so Greg can watch it and not and tell Even me to better, come out on Saturday night. Put it on streaming. I don't have to get out of my house. Yeah, Starring perfect. Adam Driver. I wish. <laughs> well, okay. So I know you guys aren't huge horror movie fans, but is that something just based off that log line that you would see? Yeah, I might. It, it sounds a little more. It's different than like any of the Conjuring movies or whatever we're I getting. To, I feel like it's all the same. So maybe yeah, I, I would. Cocaine Bear. So what are you saying? My my judgment isn't good. Yes. Uh, I'm just saying. I think that if you can allow yourself to see Cocaine Bear, you should be open to. <sighs> all right. If it, if, it has, if it has a dope trailer, <laughs> I'm in. But like otherwise, and some cool names behind it. But otherwise, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't search it out if I saw it, like drop on hbo max or netflix i'm not probably not clicking on it so it sounds very um prey-ish hmm. is that yeah. the name of the movie yeah kind of i mean yeah, I, so. prey, I prey, prey slaps prey so. vibes yeah yeah i, I, I want to rewatch that so yeah, it's yeah. Not that long. right well thank you cool. for the news appreciate sure it. thing and harry's taking That's it down the abridged uh, version Yes. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to our main topic. You know what you're here for. And that is some um, juicy, spoilerific Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 uh, chat. So uh, we went to see it uh, at various points over the last two Separately. weeks. Separately. Uh, yeah, well, you and I here, we saw it together yeah. with a, a group. We know, we know, we, we're, we're, we're aligned with Vin. We're we're family, unlike uh, yes. Jason Momoa uh, over there family. or The Rock. Twenty whatever, yeah, twenty four hours ago, uh, from now, like re- I was in the theater watching this nice. this film. <laughs> this film, gotta do your homework. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll just kind of kick it off. Um, I you know, starting off with the movie, it, it starts off in nowhere uh which is the giant celestial head that uh the guardians Mm. have you know kind of made home and made into a little flourishing society um this continues off of the holiday special and i think if you didn't see that maybe this would seem a little bit uh I don't know. I feel like you could probably just roll with it, but um... yeah, I was I was gonna say as someone who didn't see the holiday special prior mm-hmm. to seeing this, um, you you pick up on it. It's like okay, we've established ourselves as no at nowhere, um, but it was a little jarring at first to be like, wait, where are we? How did we get here? But then you just kind of it kind of rolls um, for it. So yeah. Well, I mean, also there's like a couple big plot details that were in the Christmas special that like. That I don't think I, I guess in some point it doesn't really reflect later in the story. They just it's kind of like a throwaway line early in the movie between mm-hmm. Starler and Mantis. But outside of that, I mean, I don't think they really say too much, right? But yeah, is Cosmo gonna... is Cosmo in the the Christmas special? She is. She is. She was okay. She in that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I I I saw it like. But I think she's introduced in like the first or second movie. I'm pretty sure it's been a the while. First. She's, she's, She's in the first one, but it's a he. It's got a, a oh. male voice. Um, and then they didn't remember that for the holiday special. He uh, in the oh, first I did one, hear. He was yeah. in the collector's. Uh, yep. Okay. It's all coming back him. to me. <laughs> it's all coming back to me. Um. 
so yeah, that was kind of an interesting start to to just kick it off. Um, Hans, did you you saw the holiday special, right? Yes, I did. I was very okay. very high on it. I don't know. I don't remember where. I mean, Harry hasn't seen it. I don't know where you fell. I did on see it. it. I, I did see it. Yes. Oh, you did. Yeah. If you followed okay. me on Letterboxd, you would you would know, but. Uh, I don't. I do. I just don't lie. I I saw. I log in the letterbox once a. I know. It's a disappointing. Month. It's sad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. But um, one day, yeah. I, I I was really high on the Christmas special. I thought it was great. I thought it was a good addition to at least the Guardian story. It it was a very one off type of movie, but the fact that it ties into this a little bit, I think, is pretty cool. Yeah, I will say though, um, in the holiday special. I mean, Peter seems uh, a little down, like Peter Quill, um, because mm-hmm. of, you know, Gamora. But uh, in this, he's really kind of lost his way, uh, just kind of becoming a bumbling. Seems like they uh, didn't celebrate anything else after that. They were like, hey, Peter, here's Christmas. We love you. And then they were like, all right, we're not going to acknowledge you. You go ahead and drink your sorrows away. So, yeah, like, here's your gift and we'll just leave it at yeah. that. Yeah, we'll see you uh, next year. <laughs> By the way, you have a sister. You have a sister. I right, see you. Go, here's a bar. <laughs> so it was it was interesting also seeing uh, Peter in that state. Um, I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I guess it makes logical sense, but it just there wasn't. They didn't really connect the dots that well, considering how we left off from the last time we saw him. Uh, and then also we get pretty quickly in the debut of Adam Warlock. Um, You know, I think we can just talk about the character uh, fully here. Um, How do you guys feel about him? Because I know at least me coming from my experience with him in the comics, uh, he was very different in the comics and I don't like that they made him for lack of, I guess a better description, just a giant man, baby Um, power set, you know, matches fairly, but I, I don't know. I wasn't the biggest fan of his characterization. Uh, How did you feel about him? I didn't hate it. So I'm not too familiar with Adam Warlock from the comics. I know like a lot of comics, I think he existed a lot before, I started getting into like like you know the, I I've read the Infinity Saga through the comics but I don't remember too much about them. Um, I, I the biggest thing I think was a little confusing is why they brought him in now because in in pretty much uh, at least all other forms of entertainment that he's been in he's the possessor of the Soul Stone and that's the jewel in his head. Uh, Guardians 2 was released after Infinity War and Endgame, so it would have only made sense to have the Soul Gem somehow connected to Adam Warlock. They went a different route and did the the planet that um, Red Skull watched over, Vormir. Um, Why they did that, I don't know. know, At this point, it's too late to question and it's done. Uh, I liked how at least they're recreating his character. They They didn't take away his powers. They made him very powerful. Um, I still would have liked to see a little more of the Infinity Adam Warlock, but I I, I think if anyone else was cast in this role, I think Will Port, Porter, uh, Port, I uh, however you say Poulter, 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 um, Poulter, 
Well, we literally were just talking about powder like five minutes I ago. Know. I just I haven't talked I, that movie. I haven't talked about that movie in fifteen years, so now it's stuck uh, in my head. I've heard you talk about it before. Uh, maybe fifteen years ago. It's um, kind of a frequently spoken about movie. Before. I don't know about that, but uh, train off the tracks. So um, I, I think Will Poulter did a good job with with this, and I thought the the fact that he was a man baby, I thought helped, and he was playing it. I, I just felt a lot better how they were handling the character as the movie went on. I, it, it was some good comedic um, points with his character, but how they, I think the question, and, and once we talk about like what's next, I would like to see him more involved in the MCU and what the, like what the, the stories that they're going to tell from the guardians or, you know, will he be more involved when it comes to secret wars or, or whatever Kang dynasty, if that still happens. Um, so I, I liked it. Um, I didn't love it, but I liked that Will Poulter kind of brought a lot more to the role than I was kind of expecting. Um, I'm glad it was, wasn't just all serious like for him, but um, I think in this type of movie, like a Guardians movie, I thought it fit, but I'm okay with them recreating characters. I, I don't, I'm glad at this point, I'm glad that they're done with the Infinity Saga and at least moving on and not holding on to him having like a lost infinity stone or something and bringing back an old story. So if they're going to do something new with an older character in the comics, then that's fine with me. So hair. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, me captain, not familiar with the comics. Um, however, I, I will say I, I did hear some of the feedback that Greg obviously mentioned, and I'm sorry for you comic book heads, but I mean, they also did this with Thor where they kind of reinvented his character in a way where he went from, um, you know, well-spoken mythological type of guy and then made him a little bit more sillier, a little bit more quippy in that Marvel way. Um, I kind of think they like have gotten to a type with that where it's a little it's I don't want to say it's getting a little long in the tooth, but, you know, the fact that everybody's quippy or every young person they introduce is ready to fight and fight the good fight, but they just need time to develop their a massive skill at whatever it is. Um, can we just get some like normal kids who are like, I don't want to save the world. That'd be pretty cool. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, the thing is, is this had very big vibes of in Wakanda forever of, uh, what's her name? Um, Shori. No, the, the character they introduce, uh, with the Iron Man suit. Ironheart. Yeah. It kind of had elements of that to me. Like if you just remove him from this movie and just like, have it be like, uh, you know, just some random henchmen coming to fight uh, instead of Adam Warlock or tracking them or whatever it is. I think there probably could have been a case for that. Um, you know, the high of evolutionary sent these guys like whatever. So I get it there. There's also the element of like establishing him now. So when he's in the next guardians or whatever they do with them, he, you know, he's a recognizable face and he's a good actor. Um, so, you know, it's whatever for me. Um it didn't really add anything to the story other than, you know, it's like hands mentioned some comedic relief and, you know, upset some comic book uh, people. But like I said, they can always change his design completely, or maybe more as he matures and grows up, he becomes stronger minded or whatever it is. So yeah. Good on you, Adam. Good luck. Um, One other character I wanted to talk about, and then I'll pass it off to you guys, is Gamora. So, and again, you know, kind of going to jump around here in terms of 
the movie, but over the course of this movie, we see, um, we see kind of the difference between nature versus nurture, which is, you know, a big thing in psychology. Um, I think the way that Gamora's character arc ends, I think is more indicative of nurture having an influence because if it was nature, um, then basically she would end up in the same spot, uh, kind of going back to, to Peter and, and maybe the guardians and everything. But because she's surrounded by the ravagers, because she doesn't, um, you know, have, I guess the, the time spent with Peter, uh, it's more the, the nurture aspect. Who's, who's taking care of you and what your life is like. And, uh, she kind of ends up going her own um, separate way somewhat uh, and, and going back with the Ravagers. I think, you know, obviously there's strides made and she is a, a little bit closer with Peter, but I think yeah. there's kind of a mutual understanding that, Hey, this isn't that Gamora is not me Gamora. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I feel like narratively, uh, they made the right choice like this is more of a experiment well not experimental but it's not the expected course that that they went and i applaud them for that um but i also would say that part of me you know wanted to see the two of them end up together and be happy but the romantic in you i know i know yeah exactly exactly but it you know it isn't the same gamora so I, I get that. Uh, hey, hey, I bet I bet they were fun. Yes, you know? <laughs> exactly. Hair, what did you think about uh, the way that Gamora was represented in this movie and, you know, where she ended up? Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't know we were getting so deep tonight, Greg. I would have uh, I would have prepared better if I if I knew, hey, we we go hard, get, baby. you know, I, I love it. I love it. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's interesting with her character. They kind of have her they loop her in in a you know, way where the Ravengers show the Ravengers show up and it's like, hey, you know, um, I don't know, they're like they're planning to rob them. I, they don't really get too much into it, I don't think. But all of a sudden, Gamora gets like looped in with them and it's a way to kind of have them be tied in together. Um, I think it also allows for, you know, Zoe, who is um, Natiri in Avatar um, and she plays Gamora in uh you know 800 marvel movies she's she's done a lot of a lot of mocap and a a lot of uh not showing herself in film so happy for her if this allows her to take some time away um you know to to do other things um and I, i felt like it was right for the character like you said greg i think the way it ends with her is is the perfect summary of just like you know i bet we were you know fun and we're gonna kind of go our separate ways because it's just different you know um they're two different you know two different people now dealing with each other as opposed to um you know our previous gamora so i i thought that was pretty true um i was if they had kind of like if she decided to stay i would have been like all right a little too on the nose for me um in regards to it so i was happy to see her kind of grow it and she's really used as you know to kind of you can kind of see her living like I think Zoe Zaldana does a really great job of living through this performance and seeing what her life would have been like with, with these guys and how true they are to each other. Um, but that's just, you know, not who she is. So uh, enjoyed that. But 
hands I'll throw it to you. I'll agree too. I like where how they handled her character, uh, only because they could have just made her a straight up villain. I mean, I, I think from some of the promotions they made it look like she wasn't um like she was gonna be joining the team, which is which is good. But I I I, I like when they stray from the beaten path of, of of things working out for these characters. Now, uh, in the end, they did, and they they went the ways that they wanted to, and and I think that that's great. And I'm glad that you know I, I think we get to see through two Guardians movies and and Infinity War, you know how when we first both both um both of the Gamoras that we meet, they're they're just basically trained killers. And they don't really do anything for anyone else other than themselves or Thanos or whoever they're working for. And it carries with this. It's kind of like a reboot of the Gamora, but it it ends up with Peter still discovering the best of her. And she really is a good person. And I think that, 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 um, I, I think that that's kind of important because we get to see like, yeah, she is a, she is, she has the best intentions. And Peter even says like, I know you're a good person behind like, or, or something along those lines. They don't need to be together. Peter, uh, I think he, his part in this was accepting that Gamora is someone else. It's not the person he fell in love with, even though it is the same person. He's basically chasing a ghost. And, you know, I, I think that he's struggling with that knowing throughout the movie that, she is out there, but it's not who he fell in love with and she fell in love with him. So them going their own ways, I I, I think it, it is kind of poetic where there's that one moment and you think like maybe she's going to run back to him or they're going to run to each other and acknowledge that they're going to be with each other. But you see how happy she was when she went back with the Ravagers. You see Peter, how happy he was. And it's just one of those things where their lives are kind of better separate. But yeah. there may be a time that, you know, if, assuming that if uh, I know Zoe had said her story's over for Gamora, um, we'll see if money talks. But I know she's a little wrapped up with Avatar for the next like 30 years. Hmm. Um, but I understand if she wants to take time away from this, um, if she comes back or they recast her, I don't know. But we might, there may be another story to tell with these two coming back together. Um, but I like how they handled it throughout the movie to make it look like Peter's trying to, trying his best. But then he finally realizes, like, he's chasing something that isn't what he thinks it is. Yeah. So, and I think Gamora, I think Gamora, you know, like I said, both movies, she starts out as, like, a killer who's only in it for herself. And then she's ultimately the same person, but she's not. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, um, One last thing, and then I'll pass it to you guys. Uh you know, kind of going through the movie that I, I guess, you know, the next part is uh, trying to rescue the information that can save rocket. And that brings the guardians to uh, the flesh planet thingy Orgo Corp, <laughs> kind of a, a living, I don't want to say living planet because we already saw that with ego, yeah. but um, a, like a big octopus thing. Yeah, like a a bio, uh, I don't even know what you want to call it, but it was gross. Um, I (laughs) was a little squeamish with that, and I watch very disgusting, bloody horror movies, and uh, I don't know, I just, I found it icky. Interesting. Um, Yeah, uh, I will say, though, that I really enjoyed Nathan Fillion's character as Mm. one of the the guards in Orgo Corp. I, uh, 
I thought he did a tremendous job, and I'm always down for more Nathan Fillion. Um, I'm going to toss it to you guys. Uh, what are some of your initial thoughts, Hans? How about you? I don't. I don't like when they make those squishy noises. Whenever, like in that planet, I don't. There's too much of that. It was just like, whoosh, whoosh. yeah. Every time it. they like, every time they touched a panel or something. Um, I don't think I knew Nathan Fillion was going to be in this movie. Uh, I, I this was a movie I kind of went as blind in as I could, and I, I didn't. I know there were some other cameos, but um, yeah, I, uh, I he's he's. I'm not a big Nathan Fillion guy. Like I don't think I've seen a lot oh. of his stuff. Uh, I know he was gonna be. He was like rumored to be Nathan Drake for like probably should ten have been. fifteen years. I don't know. He absolutely um, still could have played him. Yeah. Uh, and I know, like, I, I don't even. What was he? Was he on Bones? Did I make that up? He was not on Bones. No. What was the TV show Bones, he had? Serenity and Firefly. Yeah. That I was, thought he had like another actual like. No, he did have a. I think he did have a show. I'll look it up. I, I know which one you're talking about. I think hands, but keep going. Yeah, it's like it was like a, a castle. It was castle. Yeah, a castle. Um, That's what it was. So it was like a crime solving show. Not enough of those. Um, castle was the name of it, or in castle was castle. the name yeah. of it. Where he was like, I think he was like an author who like saw like had to solve crimes. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. I think I might have mixed it up with someone like else. Either she way, wrote. it's just like Murder She Wrote, except with Nathan Villian. and Castle and he wrote, and he's not British. Um, I uh, I, I liked his character. I thought it brought a little bit to it, uh, a little bit interesting, and, and like, and as we talk about Guardians more about it, there's a lot of humor in these movies that the tone tends to shift drastically in some in some moments and i think when it looks like we're getting to a serious moment they they do a good job at lightening the mood and i thought he was good um like i said it was a pleasant surprise uh nothing against him sorry nathan i don't i don't think i've i know what you look like uh but i can't i can't talk about your resume jeez um, stop the hate but um that that whole sequence was weird because i didn't know what that like i, I feel like there was five minutes missing from this movie and this movie's not short. It's like two and a half hours. There was five minutes talking about like the setup of where they were going. And then they were just there. And like I know, Harry, you mentioned like with Gamora, at one point she was just like wrapped up in this, the Guardians adventures now mm. because of the Ravagers. And, and, and I felt like I missed something like a line or two of dialogue. I don't know if I like closed my eyes. I like dozed off for like 15 <laughs> seconds. I, that's what I felt like because I came back. And I'm like, wait, like what just happened? Um, but that that whole sequence was uh, that's one of those that's a very common thing in like these movies where there's always a side quest that you know it, I feel like goes on a little bit too long. Um, the one thing I thought about it was I thought Drax was going to bite it there. Uh, I mm. really did because he took a couple shots from whatever cannon that was. Yeah, um, same. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that they I've seen from him was already released in the trailers and already happened. So I got I got I got kind of worried. Um, but thank God. I'm sorry. Howard, what about you? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, just for Greg's uh, memory, uh, from 2009 to 2016, the ABC hit Castle, uh, starring Nathan Fillion, had 173 Seven episodes. Years? So, wow. yeah, yeah, 173 episodes. Bro, where so. was I? I don't know, man. Sheesh. That must have been during, I don't know, your AMC days. You were just clocking in, <laughs> getting them like checked. Not Castle days. Um, yeah, now. He's Canadian? Um, sorry. Yeah, the only the only thing I wanted to, a couple things I wanted to mention, but one of the main things was Adam with Adam Warlock, we kind of 
we kind of jump off right into the journey from that point on because he actually puts Rocket in critical condition and Rocket kind of it becomes kind of the story of saving Rocket. Um, and uh, we go on that journey there for it. Um, I, I enjoyed uh, the weird the weird base that is uh, Orgo Corp. Um, I love the design. It felt very um, practical, uh, which was something that I really enjoyed about it. Um, it didn't feel heavy, heavy CGI. It felt like it was actually had some bones and structure to it, which I thought made it look really cool. Um, love just kind of the weirdness of it. Love the weirdness of the people who work there for it. Um, and just, uh, the, the interaction between Gamora and, uh, Quill during that, when, uh, he's trying to win over one of the workers there, um, was, was pretty good comedy and just, you know, proving Gamora wrong, which, you know, from the previous two movies, uh, and, you know, uh, Quill always had a tendency to do with being like, I have a plan. It's all under control. Um, in regards to that, uh, love Nathan Fillion. Uh, I think that's a terrible take from hands. Uh, found him to be quite enjoyable in this role. I think the guardians movies have a tendency to do this too, pretty well, where it's like, here's this actor that was in 176 episodes from 2009 to 16 for Greg to be like, Oh yeah, castle. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I, I thought it was I thought it was another good comedic uh, you know moment there, uh, and really enjoyed that. Um, which which kind of leads us into you know as I mentioned with Rocket getting sidelined, you know we kind of get into the high evolutionary and kind of his you know and Rocket's backstory. We don't really get a you know the Rocket as we know him. We get young Rocket um, to kind of take this off. And I had a quick question about this, and obviously we're going to dive more into it, you know, because the thread kind of throughout the whole movie is this backstory of rockets. Did you guys think this was too excessive with the, I guess I don't want to call it animal torture because, you know, uh, but like, I feel as though the high evolutionary uh, and the abuse that rocket suffered with his, uh, his friends um, was maybe it, it felt maybe a little too much. Again, I, I really wanted to watch this movie a second time, but I, I didn't get a chance. So just initial thoughts for you guys with that. What did you guys think? I'm not. I'm not an animal hater. I, I love animals. Um, you know. So I'll we start continue, off. By, we can continue to our podcast. Thanks, Hans. Appreciate that. I, I will start off by saying that as a disclaimer for anyone uh, listening. What go. I'm about to say is go. not. I I love animals. I've been fighting to get a pet for however long I've been married for uh, I don't know, eight seven years. Um, He'll take cockroaches I at this point. Just got approved for a pet rock, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Do you know how long I had to fight for that? Um, I thought that was necessary in terms of building up the high evolutionary because this guy is, and we don't see this with other previous like MCU villains. For some reason, there's always some kind of justification for what they do. Now, I mean like mm. he was trying to build a perfect, perfect society and you go back to like whatever Gore, the God butcher was trying to save his daughter and, and all like, and you go and even Kang, he was just, and from quantum mania, there's always something that it seems like you can sympathize with these villains outside of, I think maybe, I don't know, two, like whoever, um, Kalistus from, I think that's his name from Dr. Strange and the elf from, um, Thor two, I think. Yeah. Sure. As I'm going back. But it's just like I feel like a lot of these villains that you like you see stuff online. They're like, well, he was kind of justified. Like, how many debates about Thanos of him wiping out the planet? 
like half the right. universe on the planet. People are like, well, he had a good point. And, you know, he, he kind of wanted to help society and all that. The lines like, lines are, you know, not as long. So I kind of. I, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, like. Shout out my man Thanos. What up? We see you in the show. I mean, statistically, like I, I statistically in that case, like maybe unless you're an original Avenger, all of us are probably going to get wiped out. Like, uh, like I, Please, I lost I'm begging. I'm begging for it. Um, yeah, so a five year sleep. Um, but I, I think like with this guy, he is just straight up awful. Yeah. He's, he's a terrible, you. a terrible person. That makes sense. And I think you needed to see these actions of him helpless, like I just, uh, m- just killing these poor animals. Yeah. And when I saw that, I got sad, but I was like, I hate this guy. I really, really right. hate this guy. And I actually like to see. I it was cool how I I didn't know how he got a stretched face, so that was pretty cool mm. to see Rocket do that to him. Yeah, um, I hear what you're saying. So like, no redeeming qualities from this guy. No, um, and he wanted to build a perfect society, but it's right. he's not. He's just Rocket even says it. He didn't want to build a perfect society. He wanted. He just didn't like things the way they I are. Like, I don't like things the way they are. I'm not gonna go kill animals yeah. to perfect. I didn't. I didn't see any Popeyes or people playing video games, so I don't think it was a perfect society. Papa, I'll throw it over to you. What are your thoughts? Was it a little too well, gratuitous for you, or was it uh, more just on the line? Want to thank Hands for setting the table, <clears throat> because I'm going to preface this also. Uh, for those that know me, I am an animal lover. I love all kinds of animals. I have a dog. I've always had dogs in my family. I hate Birds, geese, fish, all of it. I I even like geese. Took a, I don't. Took some pictures the other day. Yeah, uh, fly away home or whatever that movie's <laughs> called. Yes. Here we go hot take i think the high evolutionary did not do as much i think they should have pushed the envelope a little wow yeah now look i'm not saying show him captain horror over here arms off of lila but what i am saying is like you know you can you can still have a level of violence and torture and keep it off screen or you know like they they don't really I, don't I know. know what you're like, saying. Yeah, when he's when he's experimenting on the animals, you know, you don't have to show what's on the table, but like dive into that and see, you know, maybe some fluid popping up and like this hear the screams. Yeah, the like you could have got a little more horrific with it and push the envelope while still keeping it PG thirteen. Uh, will that scar some children? Maybe not my problem. I'm not a kid. Um, <laughs> so I don't Dude, know. I know. It's like just... I wanted a scene where like free Willy's jumping over the rocks and the so... high evolutionary just like punches them in the face. So, like that's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this would Eddie, Eddie's obviously nine going on 10 or is he 10? Mm-hmm. I think he's nine going on 10. My favorite Jennifer um, Garner movie is would would I, would you think it would, would you recommend it like me going to see it with him or would you recommend like maybe skipping this one with him? Does he like well, torturing yeah, I animals? Would say, I would say yes, because, again, I, I feel like they didn't gotcha. do enough. So, I don't I know. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at that stuff, and, and, yeah, some of it, obviously, when you see, you know, an otter walking down a hallway with mechanical arms and stuff, like, the thought is there, like, hey, yeah. I know what this animal must have been through. Um, so, it's psychologically yeah it's a little crazy but like i don't think a kid would think about all that stuff they would just say hey that's not how that animal's supposed to be they don't have a grasp of like the pain or psychological torture that that would entail jeez that's fair i i and i yeah greg i see your point i and i i think i was looking at it along the lines of a pg-13 marvel movie like disney's not going to show you that 
<laughs> that that torture. Um, but yeah, but you know. here's here's the thing. So like number one, obviously, I I always want them to to do something different. So look, they haven't really dove into horror as much. They've they've had some horror themed elements, whether yeah. it's you know Doc Strange multiverse or like or that werewolf uh, movie, werewolf by night, yeah. But so there hasn't been anything, you know, so like if you have an opportunity to throw that in the mix, why not? Right. And James Gunn has done horror. So that's the first thing. Second thing is they have shown that they're willing to push the envelope on occasion. We had, you know, a, a sex scene briefly in Eternals, which even I mean, there was there was kind of stuff that was hinted at in the first two Iron Man movies also. Yeah. Um, although, you know, those can kind of be considered a different era. Um, and then you had this movie dropping the first F bomb. So, you know, they're, they let some of that stuff slide. So it's like, Hey, if there's an opportunity here to push it a little further, to well, set this apart even more, let's take it. Well, there will be a movie in the future that will help, uh, decide this. And that is a uh, one Deadpool. So can't wait for you, Ryan, <laughs> to jump on in and settle this for us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how hardcore they go with that. That will be the telltale sign. Yeah, um, is that this year or next year? Next year. Next I, year, I think they start not, filming yeah, no. in fall this year. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. Can't wait. Yeah. Go ahead, Papa. Sorry, that was that was uh, last. Oh, I, I think I think that was all I had to say about right. um, the that aspect of the high evolutionary. So, Harry, I want to go back to like just your like when you brought and we talked about it a little bit. Like, I I love the fact that this is like a rocket centric movie, even though he's not even mm. in it most of yeah. the movie. Um, I I wouldn't say most of the movie, but a good portion of it. Um, I I loved it. I, I thought I think Rocket now, and I know we've been spoiling some stuff, but uh, if you want to wait, we're gonna talk about the ending a little bit. But the fact that Rocket ends up staying with the Guardians and becoming their leader, I think, um. You know, I I think most of the Guardians, we don't really get to see their backstory, but we see a backstory with Quill with some flashbacks and, and the same with Rock and Rocket gets a, a good chunk. So I like how they, that, that parallel between the two is we get to see how they became who they are. Um, and you get to see you know a lot of Rocket of why he is the way he is, like his, his mentality and his attitude. Um, and, you know, he doesn't like to talk about his past. I think he's the one that the one outside of Groot who you don't really know too much about of what they are. Like you just know he was experimented on, but I mean, with the other guardians with Drax, you know, his story mantis, she was like created by ego, that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I loved the, the backstory with him and um, to actually see now, Greg, I, I know you're more comic savvy than I is the high evolutionary in the comics. Like, is he a major threat or is he kind of just a side villain? He is in the comics. He is. Uh, I've always considered him more to be an X-Men villain, although in recent years he has kind of um, he's kind of, I guess, become more cosmic. Uh, but he so like in Multiverse of Madness, the mountain that uh, they that Scarlet Witch was on Mount Wondegore that was high evolutionary's base of operations in the comics. And he created uh, one of the groups that they mentioned in in the movie, which is the, I think they mentioned it, the animen, which were like, you know, animal men creatures. Um, 
but he looked a little different. His powers were a little different. I mean, it's just, you know, they changed it up and I don't mind the change for this. Um, but I, I don't know. I, there's more I want to say about him, but I'll, I'll get into that a little bit. Okay. But yeah, I thought, and I, I kind of thought they were going to kill rocket off. And I, that was another one where I thought he was going to die and, you know, in, in comic book world, Every, every advertisement for this movie was like most wanted rocket dead or alive. Well, like, you know, what's know. funny, like the way and, and there there is a history of, of these of movies like this and action movies or whatever, where the character centric, if the person's going to die, they like kind of put them on center and it's and, and they'll put like a tagline that you're like, all right, you're not too surprised when you're watching it. And I thought like rocket was going to I thought rocket was going to die, um, especially since we were getting so much flashback. But I'm glad that it turned out that way. Um, one note I didn't put all my notes with movies like this is um, I was talking to someone at work about this today, which drives me crazy with Marvel movies is the the urge for like blood and characters to die. And everyone I, I like leading up to this, everyone thought it was someone had they're like someone has to die in the Guardians and they, they have to die. And two times I already I just mentioned Drax, Rocket, Peter, we thought was dead. And it always just like kind of bothered me um, because they no one has to die to tell a good story and i don't know like going in like were you were you in like your expectations that one of these guys are are not making it out of whatever adventure yeah i mean i would have bet a paycheck on drax <laughs> going especially yeah. given the comments that uh batista's made um and then second tier would probably be Rocket and maybe Gamora. Um, again, with Gamora, you know, I get, well, you know what? Let me take Gamora away. Because when Zoe came out and said, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I could, I'd be fine with somebody else picking up the role. Then I was like, all right, well, she's probably not going to bite it. But, um, but yeah, it just, it's, it really seemed like Drax and Rocket were going to be the ones to go. And I'm with you, Hans. I, uh, look, I get it that people say, oh, well, we need, people to die to have stakes like i understand that but you can still have stakes without people dying and the thing is and i i forget who i was talking to uh about this but like you have decades of comics where we get to live with these characters across years and years and we get to experience all these great stories and that's part of why people are so attached to these characters, uh, you know, before any movies existed or anything. So when these fans get presented with, okay, you get two, two hour movies and that's, that's going to encapsulate uh, the entire existence of what you know of this character. And, you know, the third movie we're we're killing off this character. It's like, yeah, but what about all those adventures? <laughs> like, you right. know, there's so much other and practically, feasibly, there's no possible way that we'll get that same level of um, depth that we got via the comic medium. It's it's just impossible to do on a movie format. But um, selfishly, it's like there's so much more, so much untapped stuff that that we're leaving on the table. You know, as much as um, the Iron Man death fit in Endgame. Like, I wasn't ready to see that character die. Or, you know, same thing with what they did with Cap and, and aged him up. It's like, yeah, but there's so much stuff that we haven't even touched on that, that could be done so well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you in that. 
I don't feel characters need to die all the time. Once in a while, every couple movies, sure. But like, you know, killing people off for the sake of killing people off is not... That's yeah. just a publicity stunt, you know? It really... It, it just drove me crazy because it's a lot of... And, I mean, it's not like Marvel when they just released their spoiler of their new comic that came out. Um, I don't know if you've seen that yet, but it's, like, apparently yeah, a big stupid. death in the comics. Like, they well, flat yeah, so out we, put that on the cover, but... You can... I mean, you can mention it because it's not a spoiler, you know? And, right. Like, they're alluding to it. Yeah, well, I, and I don't I don't follow the comic. I just know I follow it on Twitter is where they, they kill uh, Miss Marvel um, yep. because uh, I don't know what's going on in the story or whatever, but it's not... They just flat out say it on the cover of the of the of the um the issue it just says the death of miss marvel but it just it really bothers me when movies like this come out and and like you had said like it has nothing to do with the stakes it's just people i just feel well they have to die like no they don't people don't have to die to tell a good story and if it fits it fits and marvel hasn't done that like they don't kill off characters for the sake of just killing them off they all have some kind of narrative to the overall grand scheme of whatever they're doing so uh, i'm glad they didn't um uh, in this at least kill anyone they didn't kill the villain off which is shocking in a marvel movie it's a good villain and they didn't kill him so i, I don't know james yeah. i don't know what james gunn was thinking about but they were like nah no one's no one's gonna die just some other randos just just the whole plan of animal people so yeah um but yeah, I mean, going back to a couple other things um, that that you know, I I, I do want to kind of touch on the high evolutionary because um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. Um, if anyone can do that for me, I, I'm going to try. I think it is Chukwudi Iwuji. Iwuji, I can do. Chukwudi, Chukwudi Iwuji. You got it. Look at that. Killed Look at that. Yeah. Oh, great. I'd say we're like 85% of the way there. That's that's something. That's that's better than 49. At least where the majority were there. <laughs> 49. Um so yeah, I thought he was he was fantastic. I know he's a gun um like he's becoming a gun alumni cuz he's in the peacemaker. Um yeah. And he was in a few other things. I'm trying to think. I've seen him around, but um He's fantastic in this. I, I think he's one of the better castings that they've done, and and Mar- Marvel does a very good job at um at casting their villains. And I thought he was he was perfect. I thought the way he kind of portrayed him was, um, he was kind of a, he was a very very bad man, and he did, he wasn't redeemable for me. Um, you know the story with him and Rocket. Um, what was it? P one nine three. You can make a drinking game every time he says P one nine three. Um, and you'll be you'll be you'll be gone before they even meet up on a new earth or whatever it was called. Um, yeah, but I I, I just I, I loved his character. I thought he he was great. I, whether or not he comes back in um, future installments uh, yet to be seen. Um, so he's also in a movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It might be on Netflix called Exam. Um, it's very kind of like uh, it's kind of like Saw, but like not a lot of people like. Not like traps or anything. So there's people that are like locked in a room and they got to figure out how to get out. Um, really good movie. Um, I went through that yeah. through high school. There was a lot of exams that we had to take, and they wouldn't. Yeah, leave and you couldn't leave until you get it until you finished yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's it's a really cool movie. I would suggest it. 
Um, but I, I thought his, his character development through this was, was actually interesting. And I liked his obsession with rocket and, you know, it got to the point where he was just making rash decisions. And as the movie was going on, he was just getting, it was like more and more in lines of revenge instead of building this perfect society. Um, but I thought, um, you know, I thought the performance was one of the standouts for me in this. Um, and then like another standout for me was Nebula. Um, I thought she did, doesn't get a lot to do in the previous movies. She has some one-liners and she doesn't have a lot of time to shine. And I thought she was almost more of a, as a main character, like Star-Lord and Rocket was. Um, she had a lot to do. She had a lot more, you know, a lot more dialogue and interaction with the other characters. And, you know, I thought it was, I thought, I thought she was definitely a standout for me. Um, I'm trying to think what else, just in terms of like casting. I thought the casting, like with a lot of this. Oh, shout shout out to uh, the voice of Cosmo, which is Maria ba- Baklavova um, from Borat Two fame. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I I didn't I did not know she did the voice until I went on IMDb after the movie. Um, Chris is a big fan of the cast, except for unless you're Nathan Fillion, then you can. I ne- dude, I literally said when this comes out on Friday, listen to what I said. No, I thought he, I thought it was a good, per- I thought he was good in this. I didn't say, man, this movie. I'd like, I like, I'm gonna star this movie a based less on Nathan Fillion. That's I'm gonna I'm star saying. this movie based on Nathan Fillion pres- screen time. Got a fever, and the only prescription is less Nathan Fillion. <laughs> is less Nathan Fillion. Um. But yeah, I, I I thought like the, the, just with some of the casting, some of the additions that they added in here. I mean, but the the one thing I think is great is they keep everyone the original from pretty much everyone from the first Guardians comes back and um, what's his name? Except um, Cosmo. Sean? Huh? <laughs> except, except Cosmo. <laughs> except Cosmo. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I love and the other thing, and just before I turn it um over to to you guys, um, Sean Gunn is amazing and i didn't realize how amazing he was in this world until like really this one i never really realized how like they gave him so much more screen time in this and a lot more to do where i feel like the other ones he kind of just felt like he was in the background um also shout out to uh if you watch gilmore girls he's on that it's a weirdo he's kind of like the same character except on earth (laughs) i only know that because my wife watches it it's not like i've watched every every season of gilmore girls here why are you uh There'd be shame if I did. I'd have shame on myself. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, just a, a couple other things. But the, I mean, the 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 addition to um, with the high evolutionary uh, Awuji was um, was that I thought was great. Um, I know the you know he he does have a lot to do. He's a lot. He yells a lot in this movie. He yells and he says P one nine three. Yes, he's a little over dramatic. So, but. Good villain. I, I think I, I think he's setting the the phase in a good direction to only for it to be brought down by um, the Marvels when it comes out later this year. Nice. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Yep. Um, um, Greg, I know you had some notes on on um on the High Evolutionary. Yeah. So, look, I number one casting fantastic. Uh, Chuck Woody Awuji uh, knocked it out of the park with a excellent performance. That said, um, I don't feel like there was enough backstory with him. And I'm not saying we need a whole movie or anything, but like one line from Rocket, which is, you know, what you you had mentioned hands where it was something along the lines of he didn't want to make something better. He just didn't like it the way it was. That was all the backstory we got. 
like that was it. We didn't get what what uh how he got these powers, where he originated from, um, you know, why does he have this pursuit of perfection, supposedly? Uh none of it. Where did he get the technological means to create all of this? Like none of that existed. And it's just I don't know, it's strange because like they just kind of throw us in and say, here you go. And yes, his actions and deeds definitely um, paint him as a, a, a very evil person. Um, but I just, I kind of wanted more. I wanted to know a little more about him. And especially um, since the performance was so good, a little more time with him would have been nice. Um, I liked that uh, as far as the, script goes they consistently had him treat all of basically everybody as inferior um it you know even in his conversations with rocket who was his prized creation and you know kind of uh exceeded beyond any expectation he would compliment him or praise him and then say, but you know, you're still a lowly uh, construct, you know, it, it it was kind of like at best backhanded compliments um, at worst, you know, just flat out uh, terrorizing and bossing people around and, you know, telling them in not so many words, how inferior their intellect is. Um, but yeah, I think you know they did a really good job with with high evolutionary's dialogue with again um Iwuji's performance. It's just give me a little more, man. Like just saying, hey, he's not happy with the way things are. All right. This could have like- this could have used a uh, a Thor Love and Thunder opening with like uh with uh the God Butcher. Like it could have yeah. used like a five or ten minutes of just that for that. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah, for sure. Just with um, bad CGI and everything. and counter earth also by the way uh so the other strange thing is the connection to the high evolutionary like why number one why is he naming it counter earth and making it almost identical to earth um number two why are these mostly earth creatures being used like i guess i guess on the meta level, you could say, oh, well, that's because um, the designs are already there for these creatures. We don't have to just make stuff up. We can just yeah. slap a body and a human body and a goat head. And there you go. You have an Annie Ben. Um, but and also it's something that the audience is familiar with. But again, it kind of going back into the story, it's like, all right, well, what's the connection? Like, yeah, he says, oh, I stopped on Earth and picked up some some creatures and that stuff. But like. All right, but like, why is all of this? Why is it, why is it counter Earth? Why is everything designed specifically like that? It just it's again more backstory where like the dots aren't quite connected, and it's like just just give me like a paragraph of exposition on like what's going on with this. And that's as somebody who is a fan of the comics. I mean, I think there was a counter Earth. I might be wrong about that, but um, I don't know. Um, so talking about counter earth, we had the scene <laughs> where um, Marvel dropped their first F-bomb. Hmm. I mentioned that before. Uh, I thought this was expertly done. 
the timing Agreed. was incredible. I was not expecting it. And, you know, at least in our showing, Harry, it was a hit when it when it went yeah. off. Everybody was cracking up. Uh, Hans, how about you? When you saw it, was that something you were prepared for? Uh, I knew it existed um, somewhere in this movie. Um, I didn't know where or like kind of the concept of when it was going to be on. Um, the theater didn't go too crazy. They did. There was like a bunch of laughs. I agree with you. I thought it was well placed. It when it came, it kind of came out of nowhere. And, and as as Star Lord's getting frustrated, I feel like that's just a natural a natural reaction for him to say that. So it didn't yeah, feel it like it was forced. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now I, I I I didn't expect it there, but I did know that it was um, that was it was somewhere in the movie. I was surprised it was the first one, but maybe that's just you know stupid me. I don't know. I was. I, was I like, know there's oh, been okay. There's I know in um what's the the She Hulk show they like she drops like a fur and then they cut yeah, it yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. But that was it. She Hulk underrated. <laughs> Check it out, folks. Um, but there yeah, was like I. I mean, we've okay. had uh, Wolverine drop it in X Men movies. Deadpool, he's he's pretty frequently on it. Yep. Well, that's R. But yeah, I know. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um. Yeah, but I, I thought it, I thought it was well used, I, and the fact that you know maybe that's yeah maybe that's prepping us for Deadpool, like Harry's point, like maybe we're going to get that more. Yes, um, but it is funny because Guardians, there's a lot more profanity in the Guardians movies than I think there is in or in terms of insulting someone than there are I think in the entire MCU of them using some form of of insult of the words that we can't say on this podcast, <laughs> um, I think are said by the guardians. So, um, I mean, that's three movies over it, it count infinity war and Endgame. That's five movies compared to like 40 something or whatever that's exists nowadays. And I think that's pretty funny. I, I think it fits there. It would, be, it would feel forced if it was in like any other movie, but I feel like the guardians, that kind of stuff just like it flows through. Cause they're constantly using curse words. Just that they use that that big one, um, and you know it's something where it's like that doesn't have to be every movie. Very very selective with it. Yeah. But, uh, no, like I don't need in the Marvels where uh, um, Kamala like sees the the cat and like turns into alien. She's like, what the f-? like? I don't need well, that. Well, I mean, we do have to get like, yeah, maybe you know what? Maybe like Secret Invasion. We got to get one from Nick Fury, right? Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So does anybody yeah. and depending what that's rated so i don't know if tv ratings are different because i know like depending on what channel it's on i know like it's always sunny at this point now that like they're in their 16th season they get away with f-bombs and and their show and and what we do in the shadows is constant f-bombs and they're on like 10 o'clock at night so maybe disney can work something out to to, to drop like just put a little disclaimer at the beginning I just picture hands giggling at night. Hey, it's ten o'clock. They're gonna say the bad words. <laughs> I I didn't know. So there's a, a and not that I don't want to get off the track. It's funny with it's always sunny because there's one episode where it was like a special with a Christmas episode where they drop it. Like Charlie drops a lot of f bombs like Speaking right away. You, uh, you checking out his movie hands? You gonna be one of the supporters or? Yeah, one of the ten. Uh, it's yeah. not doing well. No. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll wait for streaming. Okay. Um, with the with the very few. You and everyone else apparently, I guess. Okay. With the very few that I get out to the movie theater, I can't. I I'm sorry, Charlie Day, if you're listening. I apologize. Um, it's just the time is just not there. But I need this time for Spider Verse and not for your movie. 
Uh, I hope you understand. Um, Love, but yes. Hit us up. Let us know what you think about hands. Yeah, please put me in the next season of It's Always Sunny. Um, but as it like as the season goes on, like the seasons go on, I guess like with with some and like with the um what we, what they do in the shadows. Um, it I, I think over the past two or three years they drop as many f bombs as they want. Like I don't think there's any restrictions. So now I'm not as shocked. But the first time I heard on It's Always Sunny, I'm like, whoa, like. What's mm. happening? Like what? What? Biz- what counter Earth am I living on? Um, I just had a couple other things I wanted to touch on, and I'll pass it off again. Uh, high evolutionary ship filled with kids and adolescents, I guess, which is kind of weird. It's like where's all the crazy creations? Uh, and the adolescents, by the way, I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> super thrilled to see them back. It's like, dude, what are those? Like, the one eyed, one eyed squid things. Yeah, the thing gotcha. that they were from the opening of the two. second one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure I remember the name. That's all. Yeah, but it's like you know, give us a brand new creature. Like you know, we we only have a finite number of these movies. Let's not revisit creature designs. Nah. It's already um, there. It's already in the budget. Just you know, copy and paste, brother. I guess the Craglin and Cosmo um, bad dog thing. I think went on a little too long it just like maybe just one or two i don't i i don't think it was acknowledged enough like i feel like there's well what i mean is is like for it to be good of a joke and like just kind of have a moment when it's like is he gonna reference is she gonna reference the bad dog and it's like she did and it's like funny where like i feel like they just mention it and then they're not involved for like a long period of time and then they come back and it's like that's the only thing they have to say so it's right. like it's like oh this is still going on okay, um, where I feel like if you work it into the script a little bit more, I feel it would have been more effective. Like I'm trying to remember, like the the rocket bit with the uh, uh, what was it the with the button? I don't remember. Like with baby, just dealing with baby Groot throughout yeah. the entire movie. Yeah. Like I feel like that was threaded in and, and well done. Where this nice. just felt like let's reference it, and then the next time we see these two characters, we're gonna reference it again, and then one more time we'll reference it, and it's like it's I, I hear you on that. Sorry, I agree. Uh, um, nowhere headbutting the high evolutionary ship. Uh, two questions with that. Number one, it seems like the damage was very minimal for two massive objects. Celestial head, man. They're they're built to last. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a fair point. But the other thing is, like, all those bad guys that <laughs> invaded the town, like, where did they go? What happened? Who took them down? Because the arrow people, yeah, yeah, the one you can barely manage. Um, no, it's just it's weird because you see all these bad guys flooding in, and I'm like, oh snap, like, that's gonna be a real problem, and then fast forward 20 minutes and they're non-existent we don't even see you know them laying around it's like oh i guess the townspeople threw carrots at them and they were done yeah man craglin craglin learned to whistle there was there was a bit of a yada yada there greg where it kind Mm -hmm. of like that once the once the two worlds collide there's a little bit of fuzzy who's getting across what's happening there there definitely is a lot of that yeah uh and then one other thing the um the action scene uh the fight scene in the hallway or tunnel whatever you want to call it i mean you guys know what i'm talking about that was probably one of the best action scenes in 
I hesitate to say in all of the movies. Wow. Definitely- you going hand ratty on me? What do you mean? This is one of the greatest action scenes no, in Marvel no, no, history. No. Well, that, I hate you. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would put it up there across all the movies, but I think amongst the Guardian movies for sure, and probably within the last like ten, fifteen movies, it's one of the best. So, yeah. I mean, uh, it was really spectacular, uh, really well done, um, and it didn't. It didn't look like overly CG. Like obviously, some yeah. stuff is CG, but it wasn't. Uh, it didn't. It didn't all look terrible. So I really appreciated that. It was. Does, a, it was nice harmony. Does Chris Pratt have a deal with the Beastie Boys where he just gets to have like their songs and all of his movies moving forward? I guess I literally I put that on my Chris notes. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it was in Mario. Right? Yeah. What yes. That's it. That's. I mean, I mean the two. The two biggest movies of the let's, year. Let's, and let's keep an eye out for any future projects at post twenty twenty three. I know the Beastie Boys. Uh, you know, won't be making any new music uh, moving forward. So I'm sure selling the rights to their catalog is is a way to uh, circumvent that. So let's see what Chris Pratt's coming up to where it fits where it fits in uh in to put um, new sleep till Brooklyn. Um, um that was all I had before <laughs> I got to the end. Uh did you guys have mm. any additional stuff you wanted to talk about? Um yeah, I mean I was I mean obviously I mentioned uh or I sorry Greg, I wanted to circle back to what you were talking about with the high evolutionary. I'm more mm. on your side than Hans's about uh getting a little bit more story in place there. One hundred percent agree. Counter Earth agreed as well. What a strange place. Like you know, and the other problem is is like I don't I don't entirely hate this with movies because I get sometimes it's for short stints, but I felt like with like having no uh, dialogue or no subtitles for the characters on counter earth, like I could have seen some definite good humor there where it's like Sharon, like we get just the subtitles, like what's going on. And she's like, kick rocks, dude. You know what I mean? But it's like, (laughs) they didn't do that um, for it. Um, and then, yeah, the, uh, I was going to mention, and then there's like the two kind of leading up to the two big fight scenes. Um, you know, the first fight on the ship, I I really enjoyed with, you know, Quill in his typical fashion of having a plan, not really disclosing it. And then he's like, everything went to plan. It's like, really? The plan was to jump on the back of Groot and float on out of there is like a parachute. Like, okay, pal. Um, and leave, you know, um, Nebula and, and Drax on, on the ship and Mantis to, like, figure it out. Um, and then, um, yeah, it was just uh, the, the the second fight. I, I agree with you, although I know I know Hans is the uh, is our beastie boy aficionado here. I, I did feel and I'll, we'll talk, I'm sure, about soundtrack uh, more in a little bit. Um, I felt like some of the songs were a little too on the nose. I, while I did enjoy this one in the moment, and I feel like the fight scene was very well choreographed. Um, and for these typical Marvel slugfests uh, at the end, especially thinking of something like uh, I was thinking a lot of uh, Shang-Chi um, and just kind of what a mess that is compared to something like this. Um, you know, it really uh, it really is a notch above and, and was well done. Um, but, you know, some of the songs a little too on the nose there for it. So, um, but yeah, those are my thoughts before we get to closing. Um, the hallway scene was was awesome. It, it really was. I, the way they made it look like it was a one shot, um, you know, with a little some editing. I, I I love when movies go like kind of 
out of the norm of doing these one shots because I think yeah. it fit like it fits really well here. And I don't think with the other scenes, maybe the scene and the opening in Guardians Two where Groot's dancing, but I don't know if that's a one shot or not. I haven't watched it um, in some time. So, but I thought that to be able to coordinate that action, whether or not it's CGI or not, is 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 great. It looked good. Uh, how like you I'm mentioned, there, I'm going to say there was some CGI involved for sure. <laughs> well, no. Yes, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I wasn't. No, I wasn't saying that anything was practical. I'm just saying I love to rile you up, pal. <laughs> I know you do. And uh, I and as he you mentioned, I am the, teeth. Uh, yeah, as I am the BC Boys aficionado on on uh, on this, I was I almost jumped out of my seat uh, of how happy I was when I heard that when he put it on the the on a, on his cassette tape. Uh, I was all amped up and and ready for like whatever was about to happen. Um, when that came on, because they weren't in the tunnel yet, I'm like, something, something good's gonna happen right now. You don't, you don't waste Beastie Boys on Flash. on, medi- on mediocre uh, action scenes. Flashback um, to Hanratty 24 hours ago. <laughs> Here we go, uh, ready and excited for. For all you listeners that don't know Harry and my backstory, Harry can uh, has my laugh down. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> stop. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I thought that was really well done. I, anytime BC boys are in anything, um, I'm all about it. It, I, you know, if, if I'm not having a good day, uh, in, in work or something or, or just it was somewhere or just at home, I put so the four, boys four on. out of five days, four to five days. You're yeah. Throwing the BC boys <laughs> I have the Beastie four boys on. They're, they're my, they're my, uh, let's bring me back the reality, uh, music. Um, but it, it's, 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 it's nice. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought that scene was, was, was really well done. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of the, the only other thing I want to touch on with the action scene was more along the lines of the last one with the high evolutionary was a little weird. I'm glad that all the guardians kind of showed up and, and took him out. I don't think what's her name should have got the last kill. Uh, the last, the last shot, uh, was Gamora. I think that should have kind of went the rocket or something, but he had his moment in it. But I, when that happened, I, I would have made more sense if he if she had a history with high Evol- the high evolutionary, but um, I, I really wanted Rock. Oh yeah, final. and the the face reveal with that get, that was that, that was, was awesome. Creepy. I hated that. No, that was awesome. A little too scary for me. No, that was that was great. Well, so it's interesting because in the comics, his face like I don't know that we've ever seen his actual face. He's got like a robot face or like a helmet. Mm. So. I was kind of expecting the reveal to be that underneath the skin, and it wasn't. It was just right muscle. So, um, did I? And and if someone can please, I don't know if I'm having Mandela effect or I just read this on Twitter or something. Did they make a RoboCop joke after they took his face off? I don't Maybe. remember that. I don't remember. It. How would they know what RoboCop is? Well, Peter was around on Earth by then, right? I don't, I don't remember that about. movie. I don't remember RoboCop that movie at all. was like late eighties. Really? That was early. Yeah. That was like, oh. not all. What am I thinking about? <laughs> all right. Okay. Sorry. I'm thinking about something, and it'll come to me. And yeah. probably sold on the internet. This has been hot Robocop takes. This yeah. is yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, kind of getting back on track here. I wanted to talk about the character arcs because this is you know the end of the Guardians as we know them. Um, with you know the the first movie. Um up through now and and you know i guess the avengers movies also we won't count thor love and thunder um peter quill i thought they 
I thought they handled him well. It was nice to see him kind of being built up across the two movies and then broken down in this one um, only to kind of decide, hey, look, I need to deal with my trauma as yeah. a child and uh, go home and kind of work on fixing things there. Uh, Gamora, we talked about. Groot, I don't know that there was much of a character arc. Um, you know, we Typical did have Groot. The, yeah, we did have the line uh, where, where you know, he speaks English, but in actuality, he's still speaking Grootese. It's just that we have grown to love him and know him, and we understand him now. I hated um, it. Did you really? Oh, I hated it. I thought I was so dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because you know why? Because it's Vin Diesel doing it in his dumb voice. And I like, you know how all the Fast and Furious movies are all family. And it just, I, that, that just, it took me with him going, oh, I love you guys. And I'm just waiting for him to say my family or something like that. It's just, I thought it was, I, I understand the concept of why they did it. It was just really dumb. Mm. Okay. That's just, I'm sorry. That's, hey, that's all right. Uh, it's my last show. So, <laughs> Rocket, uh, I think, you know, I don't know, again, that he had, I mean, I guess he had a little bit of a character arc. It's weird because, like, he, so in the first movie, he was just kind of a jerk. And it's about, you know, coming together with uh, this other group of misfits and yeah. finding a little bit of a broken family. And then in the second one, you know, it's it's realizing that, hey, these guys are my family. Um, and then in this one, it's something completely different where it's it's almost parallel to Peter's where it's like kind of being confronted with the horrors of your past and, and kind of trying to find a way beyond that. Um, I did like his background uh not not so much the torture aspect of it, but uh, you know the the little family that he created with Lila and Teefs and Floor, um, the, the <laughs> island of misfit uh, creations. Um, that was pretty interesting. I thought those were all. Uh, uh, I don't want to say fun characters, but um, endearing. I guess would be the right word. Mm. Um, then we had Mantis. Uh, again, I don't know that she had a ton of a character arc per se, but uh, or I guess um, characterization. But I I love Pom Clementief, and I think she did an amazing job as Mantis. I could watch a Mantis Disney Plus show and be a okay with it. Um, so happy with her. Uh, and seeing, you know, that she wants to kind of go off on her own and learn and grow and experience these things. Drax, I think, I think the right call probably would have been to to finish Drax. I can't see. It's just it's weird to me that it's like okay, he's going to go off and teach these kids now. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I guess that's his role. It just, it, I I really feel like. You know, I and I guess maybe it's a commentary on the trilogy or or whatever. But like Drax, uh, they they didn't really have him do much it, it, within the entire framework of of the MCU. So I think Bat Batista's complaints were relevant. Um, you know, it's not like Drax is some major character in the Marvel universe in the comics, but. At the same time, he has, uh, you know, awesome moments uh, and 
those just didn't happen in these movies. He's always kind of he's he's there for comedic effect, but when it, when it comes to action, you don't really get much action uh, in terms of like him kicking butt. He gets his butt kicked a lot. Yeah, but for being the destroyer, there's not a lot. Like probably the most intimidating he ever was was when we first met him in the kiln in the first movie. Um, so kind of a weird character arc for me with Drax. Nebula, I thought, was fantastic uh, across the movie. I would argue she might be the most underrated piece uh, amongst this cast, Um, not only in terms of her character growth, but also performance-wise. Karen Gillan is just so vastly different in looks and sounds from Nebula. So the fact that she's able to hide all of that and bring the performance she brings to nebula fantastic kudos to her and she's another one that i could watch a disney plus series of so really happy uh really happy with what they did there with nebula and last is craglin um hands i'm actually gonna take it back to what you said and i'm kind of the opposite there like i i am not a fan of him being in the guardians i like sean gunn and i think he does well enough in the performance but I just don't see him as a guardian. I I would rather him just be, you know, the goofy misfit on the Ravagers where he's just kind of like, you know, this scurvy pirate who uh, scurvy space pirate who, you know, makes funny comments on occasion. Um, so them throwing him in the guardians. I don't know. I guess he didn't have much to do in the holiday special, but I felt more warmth from him in that than yeah, this movie. Agreed. Um as far as the post credit scenes go, we got the new guardians. Uh Phyla uh which is Phyla Vell or one of the Captain Marvels in the comics was apparently part of this. I totally missed that. Uh so I guess hmm. I wasn't paying attention or <laughs> maybe it was disguised or something. I don't know. I just I didn't even see her. Rewatch. Uh, yeah, really and then we got the the very end uh, Star Lord scene, and then the words "Star Lord will return," which I was happy with. I know you know Chris Pratt gets crapped on a lot, um, but I really do enjoy him in the role of Peter Quill, um, and I think there are more stories to be told. It's there's a very vast cosmic universe, so I'm happy that we'll get to see him at some point in the future. I hope. I hope we get something more than just necessary drop him in uh, Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty. Like, I want more beyond that. I hope that, you know, Star-Lord will return doesn't just allude to that and nothing else. Um, before, oh, you know what? One last thing. Uh, the soundtrack. <clears throat> Excuse me, Harry, you mentioned it earlier. Um, the soundtrack for me did not deliver uh there were a few good songs on here a few bangers but it's crazy because even though this was my era of music um i didn't like most of the song choices and the first two movies were mostly not my eras of music and had a lot of songs that i had never heard uh or maybe heard once and I have the first two soundtracks on repeat all the time. I've listened to the soundtrack once beyond uh, seeing it in the movie. And um, 
that was it. <laughs> I don't plan on revisiting it. I will so not be going a, back. Yeah, so it's kind of a bummer because I really enjoyed uh, James Gunn's musical taste up until this point, but I feel like it was a miss uh, on the soundtrack front. Before I get into any scoring or anything, uh, you guys have any final thoughts on post-credits or the character arcs, anything like that? Um, I, I agree with most of the char- character arcs that you said. Uh, I, I do like the how they're going their own way and they broke up the group in a, in a way that if future installments they want to bring them back, they can. I hope they move forward with the, the team that they have now because I think that um, – I think it's, I think that's more of a, you know, they don't want to wear these things out and, you know, James Gunn's gone. He's not coming back as, as much as people would hope. Not for I would hope anyway. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got wrapped up in, in making another Superman movie. Um, one thing I thought was cool and I, and I, and I noticed this yesterday or, or was it yesterday or earlier today. Um, one scene I want to point out as cheesy as it was, but I thought it was, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 um, imagery behind it was when adam saved um peter and it's the when they're pointing the fingers and it's the it, I, I didn't even realize it's the yeah. um what's the painting called i think it's like the creation of adam is the famous the famous painting so i thought that was pretty clever from james gunn to do that dude i thought for sure star lord was gonna bite it in that scene like yeah. how dude, that, how did you survive that only reason i did it is because he his face and like puffed up and it, he looked goofy and i don't think he would die look well maybe he would looking that oh, silly that horrific i wasn't i didn't think i thought was it was funny. like a little goofy i was like i don't know his face yeah, is all puffed I out when i saw it yeah i was like oh uh, yeah I'm, I'm like it looks awful but then like when they brought him back down and he's like yeah um i i i think the way i i think it was smart to put um star lord back on earth uh, I, I think that's cool to see his grandfather. Um, very, uh, I, I don't know why I'm comparing these, but a uh, very um, John Rambo-ish ending where John Rambo finally goes back to the U.S. <laughs> Peter goes back to Earth. So same thing, kind of. Um, I, I like, like I said earlier, I liked how Gamora's story ended and wrapped up. Um, I, I was kind of sad to see, um, I'm just calling Batista, Drax and Mantis be separated because I thought they had a lot of great scenes together, and I thought maybe like yeah. if there was a romantic relationship there, like I feel like there was, and it just oh no, you know. he finds her revolting. Remember? No, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just think there was um, such a bond there. That's a great point. Yeah. Whether or not it was like a great, like a like a good, like a, like a, just like a kind of a best friends, but they interacted with each other through most of the time Mantis was introduced in Guardians too. Um, mm. And I think that I, I think separating them was kind of sad. And you know. I like how Drax, the the line that um, was it Nebula said, like you weren't meant to be a destroyer, you were meant to be a dad. I thought that was you know really cute. Um, I, I thought that was that was good for Drax, and he can kind of put his past behind him. Um, and and what was the other one? Um, and what was Nebula? She she's just staying on nowhere to kind of rebuild. And yeah, and yeah. yeah. Um, I'm glad that you know, like I said, I'm glad that they're they with the guardians um and rocket was left in charge uh this is going to be a real interesting to see how they move forward with it that's my only question is especially with the post credits is are are do people care enough now because you're losing a lot of big names that people were that grew to love these characters and now you're reintroducing more than half the team without james gunn without like it will people care and it's kind of tough to say, like, that people would want to go see that. But I don't know. I could be wrong. 
I don't think that they will make any more Guardians movies, not just because James Gunn is gone, but I think I don't think that team is strong enough to support a feature. And that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. You know, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. But yeah, and I'm not saying like we won't see them again. I think we will. But I I thought about that. And and that's it kind of made me sad because I love these movies. I I really do. Like even two, I've I've kind of had some negative thoughts on, but I rewatched it like I, I parts like bits and pieces of it and i'm like it actually like is a, a pretty solid movie to that to um to the like in the trilogy but it just it's sad because you know we we grow up like grow up we're all in our 30s um we've all like grown with the mcu and you know these are characters you care about that no one i didn't even know too much about them before they were released and just out of movies media alone is where i you know i grew to know them um, and it just, it, it is sad, but, um, you know, I'm glad that the, these are kind of characters that, you know, I've cared about and they're getting their send off in a good way. Um, and I think all the stories were kind of wrapped up like, like with a nice bow on it. Um, you know, where star Lord will return. Um, I don't know. I know the legendary star Lord is like, I did a little bit of research and that's like a name of a, a comic run was legendary star Lord. So will he get his own movie? Just him mowing lawns on Earth, maybe. I'm in. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, Harry, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, you know, just going working backwards a little bit here. Um, the soundtrack, I, I, I am not aligned with Greg. I, I didn't think it was meh. I, I liked a lot of the songs used. I just felt like they were kind of forced in there, um, or maybe you know, kind of used. Like the dog days are over. We haven't really talked about it. Is used as like the final dance song and. I know Jill was bawling her eyes out uh, across from me, and I found it very touching and warm, and I like that song. But it uh, it's on it's on the nose, like it's kind of one of those of like it hits you and it does what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to make you emotional in there, and like I mentioned about the uh, <clears throat> the Beastie Boys, like I felt like that was a little bit on the nose of being like, oh, here we go. So enjoyed the soundtrack, but I think like Greg said, I think the previous couple movies where the soundtrack was used a little bit better as a thread for the movie, as opposed to just making you feel, um, as far as the end credit scene, I mean, we'll see with new guardians. I wouldn't be surprised if they tie them up with somebody to bring them back or, you know, maybe there's, um, you know, whether it be like another Thor tie in or, you know, when star Lord returns, you swing them back in, um, in regards to that. But, uh, you know, that is what it is. I mean, I guess it's nice to see that they'll continue this story somewhat. It will be interesting to see post gun, how that interacts and how that feels. Um, because, you know, after seeing this in suicide squad, he loves a team up movie. And, uh, I think that's where he really excels. So gun, keep an eye out for your Superman movie. Maybe it'll be a team up. We'll see. Um, I also, um, yeah, star Lord returning. I mean, obviously you got to keep that door open. Chris has got to keep them checks coming in. Um, didn't really hate it. It just was kind of like, fine. Okay. He'll be back. Sure. Whatever. Um, and then just jumping into the character arcs really quick. Uh, some that I wanted to touch on. I mean, obviously we could talk about Drax Gamora. Um, but you know, they're obviously going, you know, they're separate ways from the MCU for at least the time being probably Dave Batista more than, uh, Zoe Saldana, um, and Quill as well. Um, Groot, you know, typical Groot, just keep being cute, adorable, selling them toys. We appreciate you. 
Um, it will be, I'm not, it's not surprising that they made Rocket the leader, the guy that uh, we just have to call Bradley Cooper up and put him in a booth for however a couple hours to get all the lines done and then CGI the rest. Um, Who so, never does press for the movie. Yeah. yeah I, was li- all right, love so it. I was literally going to point that out because the first time I ever saw him on any sort of set or whatever was they just released footage, someone did, of of Bradley Cooper recording his lines for Rocket over, I think it was the first, maybe the first, or even like Infinity War. I don't know which one it was. But yeah. I always forget that he does the voice. And actually seeing him do the voice is really weird because he does not, like, he's not, he's like, not like Vin Diesel, who Vin Diesel, yeah. if there's a light or a camera, he's there because it has to be centered around him. The dude says three words. Yeah. And yeah, even in like, red carpet photos of the cast and stuff like Vin he's never there with them but you never yeah. see bradley cooper. Vin, you never vin see bradley cooper vin doesn't have anything else to do you know bradley's <laughs> got to get ready for dungeons and dragons too so he'll be uh he'll be all good there wait was he in um it? i don't know you gotta go watch it and see well he is um, apparently uh well you you were running out to see dungeons and dragons i will wait until it comes out on streaming all right well you'll check it out then gonna be there soon um as far as Craglin goes, um, I feel like he was overshadowed by Nebula and Mantis, you know, taking more of a, of a starring role, um, which is fine by me. Um, you know, you're part of the gun team, so welcome aboard, you know, nepotism, you know what I mean? Um, loved, loved Nebula, uh, loved Mantis, loved the Drax and Mantis thing, so sad to see that kind of fade, uh, and we'll see what happens, I guess, in the future, but... Um, yeah, did we want to go scores, Papa? Did you? We want to start uh, back with you. Um, yeah, let's I know. Go. I know this feels like uh, you know uh, Greg called it in a way. I did. I absolutely did. I said this was going to be an emotional movie. It would be a return to form. It was all of those things. Uh, I give it four stars out of five, and I ranked it seventeenth uh, in wow. between Guardians two and Shang Chi. Four wow, really? You have that many four star movies? You have sixteen other four star movies ahead of it? And higher, yes. Jeez Louise, terrible take by you, but okay. There's thirty two movies, my guy. Okay. <laughs> um fun fact about Sean Gunn, he's in the Good Doctor, which we just recently talked about at lunch. God, thank uh, which is now over. internet. Uh Guns, he's I am on Gun's IMDb right now. He's on one episode of the Good Doctor. Um so, and also another, uh, just fact to check, uh, Robocop came out in 87. Peter Quill was abducted by the Ravagers in 88. Ooh. So it's very possible there was a Robocop mm, reference. Unlikely, possibly. but sure. It was a I don't know, movie. but I need to figure out where I heard that. Um, I'm going to go that this, out of terms of MCU movies, uh, this is probably one of my favorites, like overall. Um, I, I go like four and a half with this. Uh, I rate wow. Marvel movies differently than like another other nor I'd say normal movies, Normie. um, normal movies that normal people see, um, you know, like that's like non Scorsese, uh, or I'm sorry for the non Scorsese fans. This is uh, like a four and a half for me. I thought this was great. It's probably in my top, I would say top five of MCU movies. I, I loved it. Um, I loved it. Probably my favorite out of the three. Um, but you're not touching like Winter Soldier or Infinity War. Like you're, it's, mm. it's a high. I wish I could say I was shocked, but I'm not. <laughs> that that breaks your top five. 
It's a uh, it's a great movie. This is a great MCU movie. I would say you can do like five to seven. If, if five to seven, there we go. Run it back already. That, that'll help no, sleep running it back would be like you know what? Maybe you're right. It goes eleven or twelve. I think I think if you if you had a list on Letterbox, you would uh, you would think I'm not doing that, dude. Okay. On 32 movies, I. It's not that hard, actually. It's uh, you can just (sighs) copy my list and and make it your own. Um, yeah. So uh, for me, this was uh four to five stars. Um, I currently have an eighth in my all time Marvel movie rankings, which is ahead of No Way Home. Um, and I think this is the best movie post Endgame, in my opinion. Um, and I have it behind the uh, Avengers, the first one. Um, also, when looking at my list, I feel like I need to redo it, um, or reevaluate it at this point. Um, I might need Bro, to pull like it six, like six movies came out since I think you made that list. What do you mean? I, I when did you make that list? Like, I feel like a lot of Marvel movies came out when yeah, we did our kept list. Them on there. Yeah, but then I update it, Hans, and I put which movie, the new movies, I put them in the oh, list. Oh, that's too much. That's too it, much. Dude, bro, it takes like 10 minutes. It's just clicking and dragging. You're throwing it in your top five already. It's easy for you. Just drop and carry it all the way up there, yep. brother. Top five? I'm done. I don't have to go. Yeah, I don't go. have to go six and beyond. I'm just um, keeping it top five. Uh, and as until a, the next one, until the next movie comes out. Yeah. The, the Marvels, I bet you 100 bucks. Yeah. I bet you 100 bucks that falls in my bottom five. Yeah, I bet it does. <laughs> Um, and as far as uh, as far as Marvel trilogy rankings, I have this third. I have Guardians third behind Avengers, Captain America. Um, I have it slightly ahead of Iron Man because I think the Iron Man movie is super strong, but I feel the catalog of Guardians is stronger. Um, and then I have Thor in fifth place and Ant Man in dead last. So sorry, Ant. Um, so yeah, um, I'm not doing all that, but I okay. I think I think probably your top three is right and in right. the right order. Yeah. I mean, you can maybe make a case for Iron Man, depending on in- influence and all that other stuff. Just general talking. The third one dropped the ball so hard yeah. for me. Yeah, so did fair. two. Yeah, <laughs> two and three dropped the ball. I'm not saying I hate it, but it, it's not one. Yeah. I, I In trilogies, I would go Avengers. See, Age of Ultron kills it for me. But that's not a trilogy. It's four it's, of them. Well, you have to take three movies. So am I taking Endgame there, there's, out? Or there's, four, there's four Thor movies, but I only counted the first three. When you're talking trilogies, that's fair. All right, then I would probably go. To, this would be two for me. Ahead of Cap, behind or ahead of uh, Avengers. Cap only the Cap. I, Cap, yeah, I, I would say only because Cap. I, I think the strongest is obviously Winter Soldier, but I think Cap one and and Civil War even. Civil War is a very good movie, mm-hmm. but I think like thinking back when I, I I watched that maybe about like three months ago, it, it's a very fan servicey movie. And I'll take a look it, at your letterbox and see if this is correct. Wait, yeah, okay. Have the Spider-Man trilogy in there? Um, you know what? No, I didn't. Um, uh, that that's but that a tough one because that's a good one. Yeah, I'd probably mm, I'll have to reevaluate. Great call. Till next time. Yep. Stay tuned. Well, now Just now threw, you, threw I don't, I don't want to spend thirty minutes thinking about it. My head hurts. <laughs> maybe that's how long it took me to do the other one. Uh, just as a heads up. So did, did, okay. Did you did you have the Venom duo in there? Oh no! <laughs> don't forget Morbius. I did yeah, not. Did you have the the Morbius solo? The Morbius yeah. cinematic universe. Now that you guys are putting it all together, might be number one coming up next on Papa Spice's Hot Takes in two weeks. Have we done a Morbius right, well, episode? That is, that is it for we'll never Guardians chat. Uh, we should do it next one. You guys had fun. Hands um, <laughs> anything for the peeps? No, I just pitched doing a, the next episode could be a Morbius special where we just watch Morbius and review it. Okay. Do that. Uh, no, thanks. 
Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, anything you want us to cover over the summer? We're we're officially in summer movie season, so mm-hmm. uh, we got Fast Furious coming out, or Fast Ten, whatever it's called, Fast X, and Spider Man into the Spider across the Spider Arts. I'm sorry, Mission Impossible. There's a lot of cool stuff coming out, so I'm sure we're gonna have a lot to talk about. So thank uh, you for Oppenheimer and Barbie. Come on. Oh, that's the dub. double feature. <clears throat> yeah, uh, anyone Take off at now. Take care anyone at work? Uh, anyone at work? I will be submitting PTO <laughs> for that day, so I can <laughs> watch Barbie. <laughs> so I can watch Oppenheimer and Barbie, and I'm not sure in what order yet. So yeah, I'll let you know. Harry, anything for the people? Yeah, I will say uh, if in two weeks uh, there's a t- you see the title of this episode being Morbius, uh, just know I was hit by a bus and was outvoted on uh, doing <laughs> that episode. So, um, no, appreciate you guys listening. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this movie. Obviously, Marvel is one of our f- uh, favorite things to talk about, uh, even though for me it sometimes is super divisive. Here I am talking on a podcast again about another Marvel movie. Um, you guys really got me in good. The hooks are in deep. So, appreciate you. Less up. Uh, well, thank you guys for joining us. As always, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, make sure you live spicy. Spicy.